0: It never fucking fails, 15 minutes after I send updates, we get big fucking news. Teron Armstead to the Miami Dolphins. And you are in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over on Facebook. Just cannot get deleted over there. Dennis M. Roy over there. How's everybody doing? Took a day off. Well, took a day off from podcasting. Didn't really take a day off. Um, the, <laughs> the depth charts are updated. Uh, I did send out a quick update <clears throat> today, uh, three days, Well, what? wait, no, two days, it's still Tuesday. What the fuck? I keep thinking it's Wednesday, uh, two days after the last one, but I did add the 2022 draft selections for each team. So enjoy that. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Steve Renner. I'm sorry. Any which way. I'm not going to really mess around here on this one. We are just going to go ahead and get right into the AFC West. And then, uh, like I said on the last podcast, we'll go through all the additions uh, in the NFC. So without further ado, let's go ahead. Let's get into the Denver Broncos, which, uh, yeah, they got a new quarterback. But first, uh, we got to go through the numbers here. Total free agent 17, offensive free agent 7, 10 on the defensive side. million under the cap. They have eight draft selections for 2022. Ah, It's kind of nice that I can actually tell you that now. Now I can tell you that stuff. So um, if you're looking at the uh, depth charts themselves, you will notice on the draft selections, should note this, the round, uh, the numbers are... Like, say, for instance, the first pick for the Denver Broncos, 2.64. That means round two, uh, pick 64 overall. Pretty sure everybody understands that when they're looking at it. Uh, but, you know, we like to clarify some stuff every once in a while. So, uh, But uh, let's go ahead and take a look at this Denver Broncos offense. And before we get to the new quarterback, let's... Start along the offensive line. Starting from left to right at left tackle, you have Garrett Bowles, backed up by Cameron Fleming, who is an unrestricted free agent, Calvin Anderson, uh, who was re signed actually, and then Cody Conway. At left guard, you have Dalton Risner as a starter. Behind him, Nathan Mute and one Zach Johnson. Goodness gracious, I got the hiccups. Whew. At center, you have Lloyd Cushenberry III, who's actually the weakest link uh, along this Denver Broncos offensive line, backed up by unrestricted free agent Brett Jones. So uh, quite possibly they are going to look to upgrade there. Uh, Actually, should probably add that in there, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Quinn Marins, the... uh, Good kid out of uh, Wisconsin Whitewater at right guard, backed up by Graham Glasgow and Bed Braden, who was brought in off the streets. And then at right tackle right now, Bobby Massey is listed as a starter, but he is an unrestricted free agent. They did just bring in Tom Compton uh, this week. They could slide him in uh, if they do not decide to resign one Bobby Massey. Uh, but they could have a competition between Tom Compton and Quinn Bailey. Uh, also backing up there is Casey Tucker and Drew Himmelman. So now we get to the quarterback one, Russell Wilson, who was brought in from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, did like the move very much for this offense. It is going to uh, give the wide receivers you know, a little bit more respectability for uh, fantasy this, uh, this season. Uh, but I'm not nearly as high as, like, say, everybody else does. Everybody kind of, you know, <clears throat> gets an erection whenever a, a big-name quarterback goes to a different team. Uh, the still, you know, this – I understand. It's Nathaniel Hackett coming – you know, new head coach coming over from uh, the Green Bay Packers. But I do still believe that this is going to be uh, a heavy rushing team. Um. It's something that the Packers were actually <clears throat> going to try and get more into, although uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers had kind of a, you know, after a down year, had a mini resurgence here. That's continuing to go. Um, but I did expect them after, um, after uh, uh, pff, geez, why am I having a brain fart here? after they had surprisingly brought in uh, A.J. Dillon or drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round two years ago, uh, we expected that offense to be more of a run-heavier run team with him and Aaron Jones. So I do still expect this team to actually lead a little bit more with the run, but uh, adding Russell Wilson in there uh, should work a lot better with the play action than it did last year with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. So, get a little bit more play action passing that will open up the offense for the wide receivers and the tight ends. So, um, good move. Yes. Um moving Russell Wilson back up as a top 5 quarterback. So I'm slowing my roll a little bit on there. Backing up Russell Wilson is one Brett Rippon and Josh Johnson, who was just acquired this offseason. At fullback, we have the tight end slash fullback Andrew Beck. And at running back, Javante Williams. Uh, with Melvin Gordon third still an unrestricted free agent. The longer he sits out there, the more likely I do believe that he is going to resign in Denver. I hate to say that because I am a huge fan of Javante Williams, but... <clears throat> that's kind of the scenario that i see. so hopefully somebody grabs on to melvin gordon but doesn't seem like anybody's really kind of uh you know trying to go get him. you know, you got a lot of these third down backs that are getting taken by, or picked up by other teams, so like i said, the longer he sits out there, the more i think he's going back to denver. Uh, Michael Boone, Demaria Crockett, and one Adrian Killians, who's an exclusive rights free agent, uh, left in the backfield. At wide receiver on the one side, we do have one Cortland Sutton, who will be uh, two seasons removed from knee surgery, uh, backed up by Kendall Hinton. Deontay Spencer, who is a restricted free agent, and one Travis Fulgham. On the other side, Win in three wide, you will have Tim Patrick. If they're two wide, Jerry Judy. Uh, but Tim Patrick, uh, very very good wide receiver. Um, not you know he's not an elite guy. He's you know he's a stable he's a stable option passing or, uh, receiving option. Uh, we've liked him for a couple of years, uh, backed up by Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland. Now when they go three wide, that moves Jerry Judy into the slot and behind him is one uh, pr- used to be promising rookie in KJ Hamler um but not so much the case after a couple of injury riddled seasons to begin his NFL career so KJ Hamler's looking more and more like a bust with every transaction at tight end ooh <laughs> oh it's albert oh i'm 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 not going to try and pronounce Okawukabum. <laughs> oh my god that was terrible i never get it right and i'm never gonna get it right so it's albert O, backed up by newly acquired eric tomlinson who came over from baltimore uh eric sobert unrestricted free agent and sean byer uh albert O will be the passing target from the tight end position now two tight end leagues i would have I would have a little bit more interest in, especially those ones where you get point and a half uh, per reception. Um, Also in best balls. But as far as our regular season, like 12-team leagues, Albert O, I am not going to really fall in there. But I could change this summer. Russell Wilson does love his tight ends, so... That's something to kind of uh, keep an eye on um, once I get a little bit more and more into it um, as far as breaking down teams and stuff for, uh, you know, the draft guide and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to take a look and see where Russell Wilson is more likely to target. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. We're moving on to the defense. Ooh, what do we got here? 3-4. Uh, D-Tackle slash DN. McTalvin Agam, backed up by Stephen Weatherly, who's an unrestricted free agent. Jonathan Harris and Jonathan Kongbo. At nose tackle, you have one DJ Jones, who came in as a free agent from San Francisco. It was a nice addition there. Moves Deshaun Williams back. Mike Purcell and Justin Hamilton behind him. And then on the other end, you have Draymond Jones as starter, or listed as the starter, uh, Shamar Steven, unrestricted free agent backing him up with Marquise Spencer bringing up the rear. At the linebacker positions, you at the strong uh, strong side linebacker, you have one Bradley Chubb who kind of had a down year last year, okay, he's kind of getting banged up here, uh, backed up by Jonathan Cooper and Andre Mintz. At the in, one inside linebacker position, you have one Josie Jewell who just got re-signed, Uh, Backed up by Baron Browning and Justin Strand. Alex Singleton at the other inside linebacker position. He was brought in from Philadelphia. It was a good move. Uh, Backed up by Alexander Johnson and Kenny Young, both unrestricted free agents, Jonas Griffith and Barrington Wade. At the weak side linebacker spot, I do have one Randy Gregory, the guy we talked about who uh, basically stiffed Dallas. But it was Dallas' fault in the end. Uh trying to screw him over with the contract. Backed up by Malik Reed, Aaron Patrick, and one Natrez Patrick, who's a restricted free agent. At the safety positions, as strong safety, Kareem Jackson, still an unrestricted free agent. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't brought him back. I think they're just kind of letting him explore uh, free agency a little bit, but nobody's really be you know the taker on here. Um you know, Tyron Matthews is also hanging around there, too, so he may be waiting to see if somebody's going to bite on uh, Tyron Matthews and see what the contract is and see what he his worth is in the end. He's backed up by PJ Locke III and Jamar Johnson. At the free safety position, you have one Justin Simmons, very good free safety, uh, backed up by Caden Stearns and one GAR Reed, who was brought in from the New York Giants. Now, if they don't sign Kareem Jackson, I could see J.R. Reed actually sliding over into that strong safety position. Um, but that, you know, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait and see what happens here. Got to let free agency kind of, kind of drift for about another month um, before we kind of say, okay, they're passing. On, they're passing on their own guy. At the cornerback positions, you have one Ronald Darby on the outside, backed up by Michael Ford, an unrestricted free agent, and Asang Basset on the other side, the second-year corner. Patrick Sertain, the second, backed up by Michael Moutier, and Nate Harrison, an unrestricted free agent. In the slot, you have two guys, Bryce Callahan, the starter, Kyle Fuller, behind him, both unrestricted free agents. One of those two is probably going to get re-signed. Uh, my guess would be probably Callahan. Um, Kyle Fuller just kind of fell off uh, when he got traded uh, beginning of last year. So, uh, yeah. So they need, they need corner help really bad yet again. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they if they do happen to re-sign Bryce Callahan, uh, they'll be fine as far as the starters, but they're going to need a lot of depth, a lot of depth here. So moving on, we go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Looking here, we have 20 total free agents, 10 on the offense, 10 on the defense. Hey, nice and even, nice 50-50 there. $7.6 million under the cap. They have nine draft selections in the 2022 NFL Draft. Along the offensive line, those later picks, they're going to need to build up some depth here. Uh, At left tackle, you do have Orlando Brown Jr. He was hit with the franchise tag, uh, backed up by Prince Tega uh, Wanago. I believe it's Wanago, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong on that one, but... uh, that's pretty much, that's it That's it at left tackle At left guard you have Joe Thune Backed up by Nick Allegretti At center you have one Creed Humphrey Actually the best rated offensive lineman For Kansas City Backed up by one Daryl Williams Trey Smith at the right guard position Backed up by Kyle Long Who I don't remember taking a snap last year uh, So he was an unrestricted free agent Got hurt right in training camp, or right at the beginning of training camp, I believe. Um, and then at right tackle, you have Lucas Niang, backed up by Andrew Wiley, Roderick Johnson, and Mike Remmers, who's still an unrestricted free agent. So they need a lot of depth, a lot of depth. So, uh, once, I mean, they've got one first-round pick, one second, one second, uh, two-thirds, a fourth, and four-sevenths. So I don't really... I don't know. They could probably use another offensive target at the wide receiver position. But outside of that, I mean, you're pretty much, if you're looking at backups, you're looking at anywhere from that fourth rounder or down, uh, undrafted free agents to kind of fill, you know, backfill those offensive line positions. Yeah, quarterback, you have one Patrick Mahomes. Uh, of course, everybody loves Patrick Mahomes. Backed up by Chad Henney. And Shay, Shane, Shane Be- good Lord. Beckel, Buchell? Bueller? Oh, I'm calling him Shane Bueller now. You're just Shane Bueller. Patrick Mahomes, Chad Henney, and Shane Bueller. Bueller Bueller. At fullback, Mike Burton, who was re-signed. And at it, your running back position, Clyde Edwards helaire Uh Daryl Williams and your, Jer- Oh goodness gracious. Goodness gracious! I think I got a mistake here. Hold on. Sorry, I was brain farting on that one. For some reason, I thought I made a mistake on Jerick McKinnon. Um, but no, he is still an unrestricted free agent uh, with Daryl Williams and Derek Gore, who's an exclusive rights free agent with Brendan Knox, bringing up the rear. Whew, this one's a little interesting because they are going to—they're going to they're gonna have to resign a couple of these guys. Kinda of surprised Jarek McKinnon actually hasn't gotten a little bit of run here. Um Derek Gore definitely is probably is gonna be back that exclusive rights tag on uh, there means that he's gonna have to sign for real cheap. Uh Daryl Williams, you know, somebody could come in and scoop up Daryl Williams or Jarek McKinnon or both. Uh in that case, I mean even if one is gone, you uh, you could see him taking the third or 3rd or maybe a 4th on one of those guys. Running back's not all that great this year um, for the draft, but so that's going to leave CEH as pretty much being a damn good starter I'll have to keep checking on his uh, on his fantasy draft stock, because that might be, because everybody hates him that might be a spot might be a nice cheap spot to get into Yeah, let's see how. Like I said, we're gonna have to see how this plays out through the draft. But uh, moving on to wide receivers, on one side you do have um, for right now because I don't see him moving him in the slot. Although that's where he's better, he's better positioned. Uh, Kansas City finally brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, and he actually signed with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs this year. Uh, He was flirting with them last year. Should have taken the two-year deal instead of going back to Pittsburgh where he ended up getting hurt. But uh, backing him up, uh, Marcus Camper, restricted free agent, Omar Bayless, Doris Fountain, former Colt, Gary Jennings, and uh, surprise, surprise, one Corey Coleman has gotten re-signed. Interesting, the former 2016 first-rounder for the Cleveland Browns. On the other side, you have one, Demarcus Robinson, who's an unrestricted free agent, backed up by Garrett Dieter. Josh Gordon, who's also an unrestricted free agent. Matthew Sexton and Joe Fortson, an exclusive rights free agent. Um, In the middle for the slot right now, I have Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill, of course, plays on the outside when they go too wide. He played a little bit more on the outside, too, uh, when they were in three wide sets. And they had Byron Pringle actually in the slot, so it's quite possible they should actually move Tyreek Hill over to where Demarcus Robinson and his move probably maybe move Juju Smith Schuster into that slot, and then move McCall uh, Hardman, uh, who I have behind Tyreek Hill, move McCall Hardman back out to the outside. It's quite possible. Any which way, I think wide receiver is going to be a little bit of an interest for this team. We know they're a high flyer, so uh, definitely, definitely going to take a look into this. I, I have to re- start rearranging some of this stuff too. So, um, I'm going to get into that a little bit this week. Although, you know, it, it's a heavy, it's a heavy. Uh, uh, rookie draft focus for the next couple of weeks, but I'll, so I'll be slowly doing this. So if you start seeing some stuff changing uh, when the next updates come out on Sunday, uh, just understand that I am I am currently going to be going through some of the, uh, all of them. I mean, but uh, slowly but surely, just kind of getting everything set to where how I see it. So uh, backing those two up, then you have Justin Watson, Cornell Powell. And Chris Finke, those guys are worthless. And then at tight end, of course, you have Travis Kelsey, backed up by unrestricted free agent Blake Bell, Noah Gray, who probably is going to move into the primary backup. Jordan Franks, Matt Bushman, one of my favorite guys um, from last year's draft. Coming off of the, he was coming off a knee injury though. He's really good though. If you look at him, um, so he needs to end up. He needs to end up on a team where he'd get a chance to actually play. Uh, Mark Vitale, Josh Peterson, and Nakia Griffin-Stewart bringing up the rear there. Moving to the defense, we have the 4-3 set uh, On the outside at the end, you have Frank Clark m- backed up by Mike Dana, who's not too bad himself, uh, Austin Edwards, and Malik Herring. At D-Tackle, of course, you have pro bowler Chris Jones backed up by Derek Nottie. Uh, an unrestricted free agent, Kalen Saunders and Lorenzo Neal. Tershawn Wharton plays the other D-tackle position, backed up by Darius Stills and Cortez Broughton. Uh, that is a spot where they're going to have to upgrade. They're also going to have to upgrade at this other DN position because you have uh, Melvin Ingram and Alex Okafor, both unrestricted free agents. I don't know if either one's going to be able to get re-signed. Backed up by Joshua Kandall and Jonathan Woodard. At your linebackers, at the one at the uh, strong outside linebacker position, um, you have one Ben Neiman, who's a unrestricted free agent, and Shalique Calhoun backing him up there. Uh, Calhoun was injured all year. And at the middle linebacker position, you'll have Willie Gay Jr. backed up by Darius Harris. Uh, They are good there. At the weak side linebacker, you're going to have Nick Bolton backed up by Dorian O'Daniel, an unrestricted free agent. Nick Bolton uh, is just fine there as well. In the safety positions, they did bring in uh, Justin Reed. And I wrote Kansas City, but that is not where he came from. Stupid idiot. Everybody knows Justin Reed came from Houston, for Christ's sakes. Um, but they brought in Justin Reed, basically taking, uh, the spot for Tyron Matthew, who's an unrestricted free agent, as is Armani Watts and Chris Lammons, uh, exclusive rights free agent. He's more than likely to get resigned as a backup. So Tyron Matthew will be on the move. Um, but at your traditional free safety position, I do have Daniel Sorensen written in there, but He's an unrestricted free agent, backed up by Juan Thornhill, Zane Anderson, and Devon Key. Now Thornhill can play that spot, so if they let Thor- if they decide not to re-sign Sorensen, uh, Thornhill should be able to actually fill that pretty well. He was pretty good as a rookie until he got hurt. Um, if I remember correctly, I think it was a I think he tore an ACL too. So he's going to be a couple years removed from that. He, that's, he's actually pretty perfect to play that position, in my opinion. But uh, moving out to the corners, you got Legereus Snead on one side, backed up by Rashad Fenton. On the other side, I have DeAndre Baker and DiCaprio Butel uh, with Luke Barku, who was actually just signed uh, from San Francisco. Fenton can actually move to that other side um, or or they can move Sneed over there, um, and I think they would be okay, now Fenton actually got rated pretty decent by, uh, PFF, but Fenton didn't look good, Fenton was, Fenton didn't look good for a while, I'm surprised he's rated as high as what he is, um, you could pretty, you could pretty much, uh, torch the shit out of Fenton, mm. and, uh, I believe there was a guy for the Buffalo Bills who kind of showed that you could do that. don't know if you remember that game. Uh, but in the slot, you have one Mike Hughes. He's an unrestricted free agent packed up by Brandon Dandridge. Uh, they'd probably be smart to resign Mike Hughes if they can. Moving on, we go to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, New coaching staff here. I didn't go through the new coaching staff on Denver. My bad. My bad, my bad, my bad. We'll get him later. (laughs) But uh, Josh McDaniels comes in as the new head coach, offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi. Uh, Defensive coordinator is Patrick Graham, and special teams coordinator Tom McMahon. Um, This team is the epitome of why I show you the offseason additions and losses. Um, On both sides of the ball They've been really, really busy This offseason Still have 17 total free agents 9 on the offensive side 8 on the defensive side They are also $14.4 million Under the cap Uh, So They're in pretty good shape Although they they only have 5 draft selections Of course You know Two of those went to the Green Bay Packers to bring in one Devonte Adams in at wide receiver. Um, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We'll get to him later, okay? Uh, starting along the offensive line, you have at left tackle Colton Miller. He's good. Uh, backed up by Jackson Barton, Devery Hamilton, and Denzel Good. At left guard, Richie Incognito, uh, who did not play this Last season, he got hurt. Uh, He's an unrestricted free agent, backed up by John Simpson. Jordan Simmons, a restricted free agent, and one Alex Bars. Uh, So they are in need of a left guard here. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if they actually moved uh, Jackson Barton over from tackle uh, to the guard position to fill that in, but... um, Definitely in the draft they can do something or they could just wait and see if somebody gets uh, cut from the team's roster after the draft and see if they can fill it that way as well. Uh, at center you have Andre James. He's fine, uh, backed up by Nick Martin, uh, unrestricted free agent Brent Heggie and Ronas Grasu bringing up the rear there. At uh, right guard you have Denzel Good. Alex Leatherwood. <laughs> Come on, Leatherwood. You were supposed to be good out of Alabama. Uh, Jermaine Ilamunor. I don't know. Elamunor. Elamunor. He's a Mooner. He's a Mooner, and he's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Jordan Meredith and Lester Cotton. Uh, and then at right tackle, you have Brandon Parker, William Sweet, and Kamal Seymour. Um, so they have depth, but you know, not even their... You know, outside of maybe two guys at starter, you know, starting, um, it's not a very good offensive line. So they still need to work on that one. It'd be interesting to see how they try and pull this shit off because, uh, unless Alex at Leatherwood, you know, clicks with his new line coach, I don't know. Um, otherwise, that was just a terrible, terrible pick, which is unfortunate because I think you fooled a lot of people. Uh, At quarterback, of course, you have one Derek Carr. He's now backed up by Garrett Gilbert uh, as Marcus Mariota has gone to Atlanta uh, to fill in for Matt Ryan, who was traded to the Indianapolis Colts. So they are good at quarterback. Uh, Could use probably a third guy, of course, for practice, but it is what it is. Uh, Jacob Johnson brought in from New England at fullback, backed up by Sutton Smith. Sutton Smith's probably gone. Uh, and then at running back, you have Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Brandon Bolden, <laughs> who was brought in from New England, uh, Amir Abdullah, who was brought in from Carolina, and then you still have a couple of unrestricted free agents in Jalen Rashad, uh, Peyton Barber, and then uh, second year guy, Trey Regis bringing up the rear there. At wide receiver, of course... <sighs> The stud of all studs. Devontae Adams. Can't say anything bad about him. He wanted, to, he wanted to move into Las Vegas, bought a house this offseason uh, right next to his best bud, Derek Carr. Uh, so this was, you know, as much as everybody was surprised about it, none of us should have been really surprised. Uh, the writing was kind of on the wall there. Uh, backing him up, Deshaun Jackson, an unrestricted free agent, and Dylan Stoner on the other side. Yeah, Brian Edwards backed up by Tyron Johnson and D.J. Turner. In the slot, Hunter Renfro, love him, little bastard that can, uh, backed up by Javon Wims. So two of the three starters are fine. Adams and Renfro are fine. Edwards remains to be seen. Can he take a step up in the Josh Daniels offense? And do they need to make a step up? Um, from Brian Edwards, because at tight end you still have Darren Waller, who you know even in a down year still was probably better than most starting tight ends. Uh, backed up by Foster Moreau, Jacob Hollister, who was brought in uh, from Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken, yes, Jacksonville, and then Derek Carrier and Nick Bowers. Uh, Carrier and unrestricted free agent, Bowers an exclusive rights free agent, so. They may go ahead and stick with Edwards there. I don't think you're going to get a capable starter in this draft, you know, coming into the third round, so or at least a guy that can step in right away, I should say. Um, So they're probably going to stick with Edwards and just utilize Adams, Renfro, and Waller. So Adams coming in here really, it kind of – it's a good move. It's a good move for the team itself. It's probably a bad move uh for fantasy overall for all three. Adams, Renfro and Waller. Now the reason being is because Waller and Renfro basically just had those two guys, you know, taking up most of the targets. Now you add a you, now you add a target monger in DeVonte Adams and that's really going to start dropping people down. So uh, Devante Adams, if I was to draft today, I would still say is a second rounder, um, but definitely not a first rounder. Uh, Hunter Renfro, you know, is just one of those guys that you can get, uh, late single digit, double digit rounds, uh, more than likely this year, probably single digits. We'll have to see how, how much the Adams thing, uh, changes his ADP. Cause I think there's still a lot of people that just think that Adams is really good for Renfro and I don't um, so we'll see on that one Darren Waller uh, he's never he's not gonna get back up into that third round so you're looking at Darren Waller <sighs> Darren Waller probably shouldn't be drafted anywhere higher than sixth round and I would probably skeptical I'd probably be still skeptical and probably say go ahead and take him uh, no higher than the seventh and that might be a low lower than what a lot of people will say, but I just I don't know. I don't know. Packing order to me <sighs> see Derek Carr liked Renfro and Waller a lot. You throw Adams in there who's like best buds. It's gonna go Adams. It's gonna go Adams. Going to go Adams, Renfro, and Waller, I think. Waller's got the more touchdown upside than, say, Hunter Renfro, of course, because he's the bigger, taller target, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to draft right now. That's all I can tell you. Uh, A lot of movement on the Vegas defense here. Have it listed as a 4-3. Defensive end, you have Chandler Jones, who signed a big contract to come in here, backed up by Malcolm Kuntz. Uh, At D-Tackle, you also have Bilal Nichols, who's brought in from Chicago, backed up by Jonathan Hankins, an unrestricted free agent. Kendall Vickers, Gerald McCoy, an unrestricted free agent that's just, he's done. He's absolutely done. I love the guy, but he is done. And then Andrew Billings bringing up the rear. He was a... uh, Street free agent basically Uh, Solomon Thomas At the other D tackle position Backed up by Darius Fillion Both unrestricted free agents P.J. Johnson bringing up the rear there Um, So it's going to be interesting here I don't think they would move Vickers over But I could see them possibly just saying Okay we got Andrew Billings Uh, Maybe we can fill in there But uh, I mean I don't know that's a hole. That's a real hole right there. That's gonna be interesting because I don't they're not gonna put PJ Johnson in there. They gave up on him a long time ago. Uh, although now looking at it, if you look at the other DN position, you have Max Crosby and then Clellan Farrell. They could move Clellan Farrell inside. They could move him inside. That would be interesting if they'd go back to putting him back in there. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see on that one. That's interesting. That'd be an interesting move for me. Um, At the strong side linebacker position, you have Divine uh, Diablo. Backed up by Justin March, they're fine there. And inside linebacker, I still like Denzel Perryman. I don't care what anybody says. Um, backed up by Patrick <laughs> on Wooster. I call him on Woosler, um, who's he's a capable backup. He's never going to be a starter. Uh, they did just bring in Kyler Fackrell from the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Fackrell is a former Packer. Uh, Fackrell is. Rated, actually, probably the best that I've ever seen him. Um, that was even from his stint over at the New York Giants a couple of years ago. So, he's improving, but I don't know. I still, jury, for me, the jury's still out on him. He's backed up by K.J. Wright, an unrestricted free agent. Basically, the guy that he is replacing. Kyle Wilber and Gary Green bringing up the rear. At Strong Safety, you have Jonathan Abram. They resigned him. Backed up by Roderick Teamer, Jr., who's an exclusive rights-free agent. Dallin Levitt, and who they also re-signed. And Tyree Gillespie at the free safety position. You got Trevin Mooring and Natrell Jamerson. Jamerson, man. I had high hopes for Jamerson, but he got hurt last year, too. Um, they're okay at safety. They're okay, I guess. Okay. I mean... The secondary, I don't know, I don't know. This is going to be remain to be seen here because on one side at corner you're going to have Anthony Everett, who actually started out pretty well for Baltimore last year, and then he just kind of faded off and he fell out of favor. Um, he's backed up by Trayvon Mullen, Kason Nixon, who's a restricted free agent, and Jordan Brown. On the other side, you got Rakiasine, who uh, came in with the Yannick and Gonquay trade to Indianapolis. So he's starting on the other side, backed up Desmond Trufant, who's an unrestricted free agent, uh, Darius Phillips, who they brought in uh, from Cincinnati, and Cravon LeBlanc, uh, bringing up the rear. I still think they stick with Nate Hobbs in the in the slot. Uh, they'd be wise to. He didn't do too bad in there. Uh, he started out as a guy that we really that we didn't mind attacking, and then. I don't know, about a quarter of the way through the season, I was like, eh, this ain't really fucking working. Nate Hobbs is getting it done. Uh, But he's backed up by Amik Robertson, so I think they're good there. Um, So, I mean, those are your three starters. Nate Hobbs, Anthony Avert, Rocky Yassine. Any one of those three get hurt. And if they do not have more capable backups, they are going to be hurting. They are going to be hurting in the secondary. So they're banking on Jones and Crosby being able to put enough pressure on the quarterback um, to get these guys in limited, you know, limited time one-on-one situations where they don't have to sit there and run around uh, for a very long time. So that's kind of their plan. It's going to be very, very attack friendly in my opinion. Um. But uh, I don't know. I still think you might be able to run on this team too. It's going to be interesting, especially if they if they go um, if they go at really attack heavy. I mean, the only way that you can really offset that is you have to run at it. But um, it's gonna be, that one's going to be interesting. I want to see how they finish filling this out. Especially at that D-tackle. Like I said, that D-tackle. If they move Clell and Farrell over there, they... Mm, uh, he didn't play well the last time he was in there either. So, uh, uh, that's kind of shady. That's shady, Vegas. That's shady. All right, now everybody's, you know, favorite fun team. Favorite fun team for the for the West. It's such a strong division. Such a strong division this year. Probably fall flat on its fucking face, too. Um, The L.A. Chargers. 16 total free agents, 9 on the offensive side, 7 on the defensive side. 10 draft picks this season. Not bad. Not bad. They're also $25.8 million still under the cap. So they're sitting pretty. They are sitting pretty, pretty right now. Uh, Go along the offensive line. You got Rashawn Slater at the left tackle position as a rookie played really really well um, light blue indicates the 80 ranking uh, the elite elite ranking is a 90 plus which is very hard to get so anytime you get a guy up in the 80s uh, from pro football focus it rates him out it's pretty pretty goddamn good. Uh, backing him up, Trey Pipkins and Ryan Hunter at your left guard position. You got Matt Filer backed up by C, uh, Cineo Calamete, who's an unrestricted free agent. Corey Lindsay, Lindsay, the former Packer, uh, at center backed up by Scott Quisenberry, Quisenberry, who's an unrestricted free agent. Love that name. Quisenberry, uh, at right guard. Okay. Now here's where we get, here's where we get a little shady here. Because at right guard you have Ode Abushi, Abushi. <laughs> who's an unrestricted free agent. His uh, primary backup and Michael Schofield is also an unrestricted free agent, uh, and Brendan James bringing up the rear. Now at right tackle they did cut Brian Bulaga. After what was he there for? One year, two years, two years. Um. But they cut him. They cut him. I mean, I don't blame him. The guy's injured every goddamn year. Uh, but his backup, Storm Norton, uh, is a restricted free agent. Not exactly a guy that you want starting at your, you know, at your tackle position. Uh, backed up by Foster Sorrell, who you know is basically a practice squad guy, never saw the field. So they need a guard. They need another guard. If not going guard, I mean, tackle would be the one that you'd really want to go. So they can find that. They can find that tackle at that that 17th overall pick in the first round. Guards, you can generally get in the third and fourth round. The Packers have proven that one. So if they wanted to do that, they could probably pull it off. And I don't think there's a big, big uh, rush for anybody to sign. Bushi. So they could be okay and get him back for cheap too. I mean, if you definitely, if you get that, if you get another good, uh, rookie at that right tackle position, um, they'd be, they'd be just, they'd be fine all day with O day. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible joke. But, uh, Moving on, we have our quarterback, of course, Justin Herbert. They did re-sign his backup at Chase Daniel, which is good. Easton Stick bringing up the rear there. Uh, Gabe Neighbors is your fullback here. And then at running back, you have Austin Eckler, who everybody I think by now loves. Uh, backed up by Justin Jackson, who's still an unrestricted free agent, has not been signed. Uh, so the longer he stays out there, he's probably going to end up back in L.A. here. Uh, Josh, Joshua Kelly and Larry Rountree, the third, and backing him up. So can they go after running back here? Yeah, but probably not until they probably wouldn't go after another guy until you know about the fifth round. Um, and I think that's all dependent upon whether or not they have a good idea if Justin Jackson's going to be back or not. Um, he's a fully capable backup uh, in case something happens to Austin Eckler, which is very... Um, very, very possible at wide receiver. I do have Jalen Guyton still listed as a starter, restricted free agent. I probably should move Josh Palmer up. I will probably do that when I get to the updates on this. Uh, Josh Palmer should be the guy that starts, um, opposite Mike Williams when they go three wide, uh, moving Keenan Allen into the slot. Uh, Maurice French and Joe Reed. Oh, Joe Reed. Joe Reed, I had some hopes for you, but it didn't happen. So, But your two primary starters are going to be uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams when they go too wide. Mike Williams on the other side, of course, re-signed to a nice $20 million a year deal. I wouldn't have not taken it. Um, backed up by Andre Roberts, uh, who is basically a special teamer, and Jason Moore. Uh, Keenan Allen, of course, in the slot, plays on the outside when they go too wide. Uh, backed up by Michael Bandy. So they could actually probably use another wide receiver backing up in here. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me to see them uh, go after one, but, you know, it's going to be one of those lower-round picks if they do it. Uh, Tight end, I think they found their Jared Cook replacement, and that's one Gerald Everett, who they brought in uh, from the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Jared Cook is an unrestricted free agent. They did uh, bring back, or uh, bring back, uh, they re-signed Donald Parham. So I'm guessing he's okay from getting absolutely fucking destroyed. Um, I like Donald Parham. He's a a big motherfucker. Uh, So when he got hurt, you knew it hurt. Uh, Steven Anderson, unrestricted free agent. Trey McKitty. And Hunter Campmoyer bringing up the rear there. Uh, So you're looking at Gerald Everett and Donald Parham for the most part here. McKitty is more of a blocking tight end. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get some playing time uh, this season. But uh, Parham's a capable blocker. Um, Everett can block. But he'll be more of the pass catching tight end here in this offense. Moving on to the defense. Yeah, Jerry Tillery. I cannot believe he is still there. Playing a D tackle slash DN spot. Ugh. Backed up by Braden Fihoko and Andrew Brown. They brought in Austin Johnson to be the nose tackle from the Giants. Uh, pretty much. You know the end of Linval Joseph, who's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, they also did resign Christian Covington, the, the who should a- actually end up becoming the primary backup for Austin Johnson. Uh, they brought Sebastian Joseph Day, D tackle, over from the LA Rams. Very, very good move. That's the underrated move out of all the ones I think that they brought in. Uh, backing him up, Forrest Merrill. Jesus Christ! Hopefully, he never sees the fucking field. Uh, and then, you know, of course, the big trade with the Chicago Bears for uh, Khalil Mack. For whatever reason, I don't have him in purple. So we're going to fix that one right now. You're going in purple, Khalil. There you go, buddy. There you go, buddy. Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, backed up by Chris Rumpf second and Joe Gaziano. Drew Tranquil taking one of the inside linebacker spots, backed up by Nick Nieman, Amen. Ogbog. Ogbong. Bemiga. Okay. Ogbong. Bemiga. Ogbong. Bemiga. I already fucked it up. And Cole Christensen bringing up the rear there. Kaiser White uh, is an unrestricted free agent at the other inside linebacker spot. I actually think they're going to resign him um but they're just kind of waiting at that, that one out. Uh Jamal Davis the 2nd and uh, Amiki, <laughs> Ameki Ameki Egbule uh backing him up there. And then of course you got Joey Bosa at the other outside linebacker spot uh backed up by Kenneth Murray and Damon Lloyd. Basically Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, if both of them get hurt, they're fucked. Let's just let's just put it out there, okay? Uh, at strong safety, you have Dermon Jam- James. Always solid when he's out there on the field, as long as he doesn't get hurt. Uh, Aloha, <laughs> Aloe Gilman, uh, Ben DeLuca backing him up there. Nasir Adderley, who's perfectly fine at the free safety position, backed up by Trey Marshall, who's an unrestricted free agent. They're okay. They're they're perfectly fine at the starting positions. If anything happens to them. Uh, kind of like how what happened to the L.A. Rams. Uh, they're going to be in a world of hurt back there. They're going to be a very big world of hurt back there. At corners, we'll start on the one side with the second-year pro, Asante Samuel Jr., backed up by Michael Davis, Tavon Campbell, and Devontae Harris now. Michael Davis can move back to that slot position if they do not re sign Chris Harris, who's an unrestricted free agent. Um, probably better suited as a third corner rather than the first or second corner. Um, but out of all these moves, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't re signed Chris Harris. Uh, because on the other side, from, you know, opposite of Asante Samuel, you have one J.C. Jackson, who they brought in from New England. Uh, The top corner for free agency Uh, Should do very, very well on this defense Um, This defense is fucking stacked Stacked in the front Stacked in the front, but if they hit injuries, they're fucked Uh, Jackson is going to be backed up here by Kamon Hall Ryan Smith, who's an unrestricted free agent And Mark Webb bringing in there So, yeah very, very good defense. I love the moves that the Chargers made. Um to kind of, you know, battle it out with, you know, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. Um after, you know, the other teams kind of made their moves. <laughs> Casey's really the team that just didn't do shit. Uh, basically because they couldn't. Um But they're still good. They're still good. They're just another year older. So um all these teams. All these teams man if if they suffer injuries, it's how it is every year what is it what do they say the war of attrition um yeah yeah yeah, 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 so um, what are we doing for time here? Oof, oof, it is late. It's getting late. I gotta get. I gotta get to bed. I gotta get to bed. I gotta get up early in the morning. So we'll skip. We'll skip the uh, NFC transactions, and I'll. I'll hop on and I'll do another podcast, and we'll add that in there, and we'll talk about some of the other moves and all that. Uh, but let's just leave that. Let's leave that for tomorrow. Let's just leave that for tomorrow. Come on, we've done enough. We've done enough. We got through them all. Finally, got through them all. Finally. I know I promised this like three fucking weeks ago, but shit happens. Shit happens. Plus, if we move that back, then that just means another recording. <sighs> it means more listeners. Thank you all for listening. I do appreciate you. But we got to move on. Got to move on. You got to move on. Don't hang on to that anger. Don't hang on to it. Just let it go. And for the love of God, nobody make a fucking Frozen reference with that Let It Go, all right? I just realized what the fuck I just said. Let's not do that, okay? Okay? Otherwise, I'm going to slap the fuck out of you.